You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. My name is Mads. And I am Scout. And it is the first week, first Monday of April, and it is our first themed month episode tryout yes. of this new format. I cannot wait for this new structure. Ladies, sisters, you know that I'm a I'm a structured gal. You're a structured gal. We like the the outlines. Yes. She likes other people to make them for her though. <laughs> okay, so yes. April, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, our theme for this month is spiritual readings. So today we have Zoe Greco, the Merhipsy on. She's doing an intuitive coaching session with us where she just did it. We just got off. It was Oh my God. Oh um, my God. Let me just set you up for the rest of the month. We have an astrology reader coming in. We have a human design reader. And with this new themed month, since next month is going to be finance and money, the solo episodes are going away a little bit. So we have just opened our Patreon where you can get recaps of this episode, of the Monday episodes over there, of what we learned from our expert guests. And we get. We get raw. Yeah. We're raw dogging it over there in Patreon. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about what you can expect from today's Patreon. But first, if you want all the bonus episodes, patreon.com slash podcast. You get there about like four to six bonus episodes a fucking month. Yes. And also the TJR email is up there. Is up there. I read through it again yesterday and it did not disappoint. I haven't read it oh, yet. Oh so my nervous. fucking God. I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you one word. Okay. Scout put the this word in the email. Wizardry. Okay? <laughs> if that doesn't give you a sense of the type of Listen. pros that went into this email, <laughs> I just can't. Wizardry. I'm just trying to give TJR the respect she deserves. She is a wizard. She is a, you're a wizard, Harry. You literally... Okay, I, I mean, I can't give a moment away because it's so fucking funny. Okay, and so, the last line is just iconic. So, yes. Let's get into this episode because, sisters, this one was, in my opinion, an episode that is completely different than all of our yeah. episodes. It is not an interview. Zoe gave us a live intuitive coach reading about our relationship as sisters, where one of us is has certain blocks, where we clash, where we're alike, etc. And it was so spot on that it just blew yeah. my fucking mind. Yeah. Zoe is incredibly, incredibly gifted. So if you go into the link in our show notes, you can, after you listen to this, you'll probably be like, fuck, I need this in my life. Yeah. You can sign up for all of her offerings, etc. because she truly 
me and Mads were yeah. blown away. Yeah, and I also I implore you after you listen to this, obviously go support her and and research her work. But there is like a reflection point that happened in this episode, and I I hope it just like inspires people mm-hmm. to maybe look at certain relationships or, or ways or, or habits they have and just look a little inward. But this is why I like alternative modalities to therapy because I think Mm, that mm -hmm. what she saw in us a therapist can't see unless you divulge all those things and you have to have the self-awareness to understand what's going on in the first place yeah she it was like reverse therapy it's like reverse therapy and so you and I were able to touch upon topics and discuss things in our relationship that if we even went to an hour of therapy, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten that deep and, because and we t- would have had to uncover it ourselves. Exactly. Right, so right, right. having someone like that who is gifted in yeah. the clairvoyant sense and is able to just know things about us, she woke up right. in the middle of the night with downloads. Like she just she was yeah. on point. So yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. So sisters, Zoe, we love you. We love Zoe. This is such a great kickoff episode for the month of April. Yes. Enjoy. And if you want to hear me and Maddie, basically debrief debrief about our relationship on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash showcases podcast we love you sisters well ladies i did not sleep very well last night i'm very tired i'm armed with matcha even though i shouldn't be drinking it because i was woken up around 250 and couldn't go back to sleep for several hours but the first hour was just constant downloads about you guys and what was going to be said today and what they wanted me to talk to you about. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Like finally I had to put on forensic files so I could just like refocus my brain. And I like woke up my husband. I was like, babe, put on the sleep mask. I got to turn on forensic files. And he was like, okay, no problem. So I, I needed like, I literally needed to like refocus my attention and distract myself because there was a lot coming through about you guys. Whoa. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait One, wait, apologies wait. that yeah, you didn't po- sleep well. Apologies. <laughs> sleep is the number one thing. It's a priority. So first of all, I want you to tell us what are downloads and who is they? This is where we're starting. This Fuck is where me. we're starting. Fuck okay. So, I'm, sorry, I'm on your so, wavelength, okay, Zoe. All right, but the listeners, the sisters, you know, Absolutely. we, some of us, Zoe, just so you know, like I'm not as, you know, spiritually in tune. So So see, I've been told, so don't worry. I got you. Okay. (laughs) I've been briefed. Already know. I've been briefed. So yeah, let me answer that for you. Perfect. So downloads, and it's actually funny. I'm glad you asked this question because I remember one time I sat down for a reading with a client. This is when I was doing them in person. And I was like, okay, I I got several downloads about you. And she was like, you search me on the internet and like downloaded information (laughs) about me. Like what kind of psychic are you? And I was like, okay, we're speaking several different languages right now. And none of them are the same. So basically a download is something that you receive through your intuitive senses. So for me, there's like four primary psychic senses. There's eight overall, but I would say for me, Claire empathy, Claire sentience, and Claire cognizance are the ones that I work with the most, meaning I feel other people's feelings. I can feel what's going on with them in their body, in their spirit, in their energy. And then I can also just know things about people without any sort of like information. And Claire cognizance is the one where you just kind of know things. And that one's really tough because you have like nothing to base it on. So it's really hard to like lean into that psychic sense because you're like, I'm just making this up in my brain. But after years and years and years and years and years of thousands of client sessions, testing that out, I've learned to trust that sense pretty well. And when I say they, I'm referring to what I would consider to be like the spiritual collective. So I'm speaking to your spirit guides specifically, like each one of you, as well as kind of the collective energy. I think that we have... We're each assigned spirit guides and you know spiritual essences that move with us through our multiple lifetimes but i also think that the collective of spirit of energy of oneness loves each of us infinitely and looks out for each one of us individually so uh, a lot a lot of different energies speaking about you guys last night okay so how do we even want to do you just want to like <laughs> tell us the downloads and then we can (laughs) yes so usually usually i would take you through kind of like a short centering exercise to bring us into like a shared spiritual frequency um and the importance of that is just it's almost like if we were using walkie talkies we want to make sure we're tuned to the same channel but considering 
there's two of you, there's twice as much to talk about and spirit just kind of opened the floodgates. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of begin. I got information about your auras. I did ask for your birthdays so that I could look into your numerology a little bit as well. Different than your birth chart, different than your astrology. And then also just what was coming through. And I know that um, you guys had given me a few questions that mostly pertained to your relationship overall. And I think those will get addressed pretty directly and specifically with just whatever comes through. But as we continue, I will just say once I'm channeling and I'm just like sharing it, I'm just talking a lot. So if you need to just like raise a hand, I can see you um, and just Got be like, it. pardon me, ma'am, uh, question. And I will yeah. happily pause. And I may ask you guys for clarification on things, or I may ask you for some sort of specific, um, like specificity so that I have some sort of baseline to tune into like the name of, you know, a partner or something like that. Um, just so I can get directly into that energy. I'm excited. I'm scared. I will say that intuitive work is, and I wanted to tell you guys this, uh, it's predictive to an extent, but essentially from the moment that we're in, we have infinite possible realities available to us. And our human free will is what we were gifted by spirit to be able to navigate those infinite realities and like choose what is in alignment for us, what we want. That's, that's the element of co-creation of our life. Right. So like there's a grand plan, there's, you know, a, a destination, there's special milestones we have to reach and we will reach those inevitably, but the, the path between those things, there's infinite realities to get us from point A to point B to C, D, E. And that's where we use our human free will. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So anything I say today is subject to, to change and to choice. And mostly the things that were coming through were less about like what is to come and more about like what is happening and especially between you guys and within each one of you. So I'm excited to, to tune into that and share with you guys. So are you, do you have any questions before we jump in? No, my heart is like pounding. I'm, I'm scared. Ready. No, I'm ready. I'm okay. excited. Let's go. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to talk about your auras. This is one of the things that I tune into with every person I read for. And I always get asked like, well, how do you see it? If you can't see me, I don't need to see you to feel your energy. Like you can love someone and miss someone when they're a million miles away and you can still feel their, their energy. Um, even when they're gone, when they're past, right? We can feel that connection. So it's kind of the same thing. So I want to start with Maddie, actually. Um, well, first of all, let me just say that you guys are 100% opposites. Because my aura is probably the most the most uh, vibrational to you. That's probably why. So we have, you know, our seven chakras and they kind of correlate to different colors, different energies, different focuses. And they, I would say that you each possess really strongly three and only one of them overlaps. Like, obviously we all have all of our chakras, like you can't function spiritually or energetically or pragmatically without them. But in terms of what comes forward with the most intensity or the most, like the most um, significance in your energy. So with Maddie, you are so interesting to me. Your energy is like fire, fire, fire. Like there's so much energy like that just resonates with like heat. And even as I'm talking, I'm legit sweating, like tuning into your energy. I'm sweating. Oh, I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing in my hands. Yes, you will. You will during the session for sure. Whereas Scout, water, smooth, soft water, even though Scout has her ups and downs, water is right. Like water can be volatile, right? Like we've experienced, we've seen a tsunami, right? We know what that's like. And so with with water and fire, you can sometimes have a lot of friction because you function in just such completely different ways. And there is a high likelihood that in channeling today, I will cry because there's a lot of emotion between the two of you and there's so much to it. It's like kind of overwhelming. And for you, Maddie, you resonate with a lot of like yellow, orange, and red. So the only one that you guys have that overlaps is that red, especially right now in this season of your life, that red, which is, I always experience red as like manifester, doer, like boss bitch. Like I, I know we kind of retired of that term, but like, what else am I supposed to say? Just this kind of like, go get it, chase it, hunt it. And also like, attract it. So there's kind of like a, a multiplicity to the way that you used your energy. It's like you, you, you um, pursue it, but you also are open to receive it. But you two both energetically are like magnetic toward abundance. 
like abundance is just it's on your heart it's on your mind it's in your focus and you're gonna get it and the fact that you guys are working together and you have that that root chakra like the activation that you're both in is really really useful for that because that's the area of our essence where we we pursue those human things like the money the this that so maddie with this fire one of the things that i will say when i tune into your energy is that your expression is like in and down so even though you are a gregarious you know hilarious bright shiny energy that's what you're putting out but that's not really what's going on inside and there's a lot happening in you and i'm just going to put this out here now and we'll address it later i feel a lot of pain like a lot of pain that you are holding and i feel like it's very very attached to judgment and not feeling accepted not feeling received and i personally can resonate with that very strongly as a as a very boisterous energy myself there's a lot of pain that comes with being big you know and there's a lot there for you and it feels like there's kind of this hesitance that you have about letting your emotionality out because you just have no clue what that would mean what it would do you have a lot of fear you actually have a lot of fear of yourself you're very wounded by the exterior world but the person that you're most afraid of is yourself which is like we're going to talk about that a little bit so any questions before we continue i'm just no. gonna say this is spot on already we're uh we're on the right track like i i mean i haven't shared this with mads but the person that you see online i think is definitely her it's definitely you but the person i get on the phone is very different and there is a definite polarity between the two that i get to experience both yeah. but i think most people just get to experience like mads from okasis or mads on tiktok you know what i'm saying yeah that's a big part of your identity and i think scout is really hitting on this it's like a fraction of who you are but because people are already resistant to it because of its bigness and its intensity you're you're just so afraid to be your fullest self because what what would it do like you're basically like you're afraid that you're going to cause damage like what relationships would would die you know what you know, what sort of um like who would walk away like it's, it's about rejection basically it's like fear of more rejection like you already feel rejected because of what you put out and it's just a like you know it's on a scale of one to ten it's like a three and a half of what's there and you're like fuck if people already don't like this or they don't always resonate with it or like I'm, I'm judged or I'm rejected like what happens when I turn the dial to 10 like who will be there like will anybody be there like there's a lot of fear there does that resonate with you a hundred percent I think even I it's so funny because a lot of what you're saying is what I've been experiencing directly with TikTok which sounds so trivial and minuscule but it's really it's about that public perception and the rejection it's I've never felt so yeah judged and I think that I'm putting the majority of myself out there and I try so hard but you're so right that there is this like barrier still that I'm like oh all these people are already rejecting me a lot of people love me I'm not saying that everyone is like you know but yeah. obviously there's those couple people and that triggers me so much because it's yeah it is me being so the exterior world as you said is something yeah. that I think I value a little too much well we're humans we we seek to be received by other humans and I think the thing that's super super hard for you maddie is that you are very open-hearted like you love very fiercely your loyalty is limitless and i don't feel that you feel there's anywhere in this life that you're really getting that back and so even your love you're holding back so you can't express your love you can't express your personality you can't you, you just you're unexpressed and it's it's really painful to be so squeezed and that was one of the things i wanted to talk about between the two of you is like the dynamic there and that i do feel that that Maddie doesn't necessarily view you Scout as like a completely safe place, which is interesting because I do believe that Scout is the safest place for you. Like I, her and your partner, actually, I really, 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 really fuck with his energy, like big time. My partner, Ben. Yes. Wow. That, yeah. I mean, everyone fucks with his energy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. <laughs> his vibe is strong. And I do feel like his his acceptance of you is very unconditional. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, too unconditional. It's crazy. Too unconditional. There's like a lot of healing in that relationship for sure for you, but even with even with Scout, I feel like there's 
there's this feeling like you're not hundred percent safe there. Like there's really nowhere in this world you feel a hundred percent safe. There's nobody in this world, including yourself, that you are fully open with. Um, and so we're going to talk more about that. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Scout. So as we talked about, Maddie, her emotions go in and down. Yours are out and up, like out and up, like your emotion. And it's not to say that you're like too emotional or you put your emotions on other people. Like I think something that you probably don't get enough credit for is learning to hone and master and befriend your emotional self. Like you've done I could cry. I'm going to cry at some point. So just, I'm also PMSing like, and I'm on like a lot of caffeine. So like, whatever, (laughs) fuck it. But you have done so, so, so much work to also a common thing, rejection, right? Like the rejection around your emotional self. And you have worked really, really hard to shape and mold and form that and work with your emotional self so that you can be the boss you want to be. So you can be the entrepreneur you want to be. So you can be the sister, the daughter, the wife, the friend, 
all of those things, there's so much that you have worked toward and achieved and accomplished. And I think that's really like the main difference between you is like Scout is willing to go in. I think sometimes too much, like you go in and you're just like, you get lost in there and you're like, oh shit, like, am I a mess or am I amazing? Like, I really can't tell. Whereas Maddie kind of goes in and she's like, mm, there's kind of a lot going on in here. I'm going to skirt like, no, no thanks. So there's kind of like a, and obviously for your dynamic, when you're working just completely differently, when you're operating in completely different, you know, methods of, of self expression and self exploration, it's going to be hard for you to always communicate with each other. But the thing that I think is so powerful about your bond is the fact that you want to understand each other. You want to protect each other. You want, I think that you both want the deepest relationship in your life to be with each other. And I think there's a lot of really beautiful intentionality in that. And you will always be super, super entwined and connected, not just because you're sisters, but because this is your karma basically is to like do this together, no matter how frictional it can be. But there's definitely a dynamic that needs to be even deepened further of like understanding one another, seeing one another, because I think that there's a, a an established dynamic that has been created and perceived and, and strengthened, concretized by like focus on it, that there's this story that like Scout knows better. And I think Scout, you own that pretty well. And I think Maddie, you have felt like other people think that too. And so you've just kind of given up the idea of being like a wise, like also being wise or like also being deep or also being whatever. And so you've leaned into like, well, I'm funny, I'm this, I'm that. And like, you think that you can't have what she has and vice versa. Like there's, there's a pain in feeling overshadowed by someone's energy. And I do feel like that in Scout is like, sometimes your energy is big and she feels squished by it. But at the same time, she doesn't want you to be any smaller. She doesn't want you to disappear. She wants you to be the biggest you can be, but she's just trying to figure out what that means for her. Does that make sense? There's like so much that you said there, because I feel as if that answers something that I've been thinking about, which is something I've never communicated to Mads, which is like, why when Mads calls me crying, I'm like the person that helps walk her through it. And yet when I go to Maddie for things, you kind of shut down or you just like, it'll get better. Like, this is what you wanted. Da -da -da -da. And you shut down that area to support me. And so I just thought that our dynamic was that I'm the maternal mother who helps you and like that can't be reciprocated on a certain level. Well, it's, it's destabilizing for Maddie, right? Cause like you're, you have been in like really traumatic times, a space of safety and security. And that just comes with being the older sister. It's not that like yeah. you're more equipped for life or whatever. That's just what happened. And so now that you're both adults, you can you can work on reframing that dynamic and changing it so that there's more room for both of you to be that way but basically like if you're falling apart there's a part of maddie and you can correct me if i'm wrong maddie that thinks like oh, if she's not okay like nothing's like i won't be okay things aren't going to be okay because like she looks to you for for stability even which is interesting because as a water you're more fluid like maddie does seek and desire like structure, parameters, boundaries, diam, like, you know, like she just like, she seeks like a container. Whereas for Scout, you're like, how big can I be? Like, how far can I stretch, you know? And part of that is that Maddie is scared of, of being big. Like that's, that's her like deepest wound. I'm pretty sure it's like the bigness thing. And so she's like, I need a container. I need safety. I need something to keep me in. And so she looks to you for that. And I think that, you know, that Maddie is so expansive and can be so big, like just so massively powerful and bright and shiny and beautiful. And I think that there's part of you that wants her to help you be big because that's what you want. You want to be big. So you're looking to each other for things that you don't act like the person that you're seeking it from doesn't actually want that. Maddie, you're like Scout's looking to Maddie to be big, but Maddie doesn't want to be big. Scout's looking, I mean, Maddie's looking to Scout for a container and Scout doesn't want a container. So it's like, you guys are seeking something from each other that you can't actually, that you don't want to give because you're seeking the opposite for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Tell me, Maddie. It's, yeah, I mean, 
it's completely true. I've always known this about myself and I've noticed that I do this specifically with family and specifically with Scout where, yeah, like I don't feel as supportive. I know this is like kind of bad to say, but no. whatever. It's like, but it's not anything that's like super true. It's just this like reaction that happens when either Scout breaks down or even my mom, I see it you know, I see it with conflict with my parents as well. Like I will just be like, there's something that just like comes over me and I know it's happening in the moment. I'm like very, very aware of it. And it's not something I want to do, but it's just this like weird veil that happens to me when there's like trauma or th discomfort in my family. When it happens with friends, I'm like, oh my God, let me help you. Like, let me do anything for you. And it's very weird because you would think that with a family, that's where that energy should be coming through. But mm. I, I think just from growing up and, uh, you know, she, Scout has bipolar disorder. So, you know, her mental health and health was really a priority for my parents and not necessarily my mental health, but I also didn't suffer as, as severely as she did. So I think I, for sure, like bottled things up. I was always the happy one. I was, you know, expected to be positive and bright all the time because they were like, oh yeah, she's the one without the mental illness. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know specifically where that comes from, where it's just like, I have a lot of anger, especially when it comes to my parents as well. I, I noticed this too with them where there's this blockage where I just, when they tell me something, I'm like, it's like, I don't care. It's real. I know this is, this is like really bad. <laughs> this is therapy. No, this is your truth. There's no judgment around this. But it's weird because I, I'm like, wait, why don't I care? Like what is happening? And so. You have like this intense block. That's, yeah. I think that's probably where I was talking about earlier. Like if I go to her for something, it's just, I understand my sister and I know how she operates, but like I'll, I'll never forget when our parents got divorced and I tried so hard, she wouldn't let me in the room. I sent her notes. I said, I love you. It's her, it's you and me now. It's you and me. And you couldn't, and I don't, I, I was never angry at you. I didn't fault you for that. Like I knew you were emotionally going through something, but you just, you get a block. You get a huge like disassociative block when one of us in the family wants to connect with you on something that's a little bit harder. Yeah. That definitely started with the divorce. Yeah. That's when all of this kind of can stem from. It's funny because I spoke to my mom a little bit about this because I, I have a very also unique relationship with my mom where I'm I'm very angry and mean to her. And I'm not like that with really anyone else. And I spoke to her and I said, hey, like this is probably from the divorce. Like, you know, whatever there, there was faults on whatever side. And I'm still angry with what, what you did. And she was like, you've always been this way with me since you were a little girl. Yeah, it was, it's asking, never been, it wasn't the divorce. I thought it was, but it wasn't. I asked your friends once I was like, Hey, is Maddie nice to you guys? <laughs> and they were like, she is the best, most supportive friend in the world. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Because Sometimes you're mean in the yeah. family. <laughs> and I did go to anger management as a kid. Yeah. So it's, it was interesting. So did I, dude. Jesus. Yeah. We were angry kids. We were but, angry kids. But yeah, it, it's just interesting that the divorce, uh, we can pinpoint that between us, but there yeah. has been something in me si you, since before you, she, Sorry, we'll keep letting you go. Sorry. But when we were younger, you complained to mom when you were really little and you said, why can't I be as nice as my sister? I don't understand yeah. why I'm not like, as nice as her. Like I was self-aware. Like I knew I was being mean. Like it wasn't that I was like not aware of it. Cause I think sometimes people can, you know, not have that awareness, but I was so cognizant that it was, I, and I didn't want to be it. It was like a weird demon within me. That's like, I couldn't control almost. And I still can't, it's, it still comes out a lot. So interesting. I tuned into your parents. So first of all, I don't know if you guys have other siblings, but I cannot feel any other energy in your family. And it's probably because I'm tuning into you guys very specifically. And I don't know like what your relationship is, but like to other people in your family, but like, it's just like you too. So Scout, when you said like, it's you and me, I was like, yeah, like that's literally how it feels. And when I tuned into your parents, 
I could feel like safety and comfort in your dad, but I could, I got like a lot of turmoil and upset around your mom. Um, so one of the, and that for her or for me or for both, for both of you, it was like this idea of like mother, like mother wound, mother healing. Like I, cause I like to check in with parents and like any dad healing that has to happen. And like, there's a little bit because he's been perceived as being so strong and like, you know, smart and capable. Like you guys really like have leaned on him or leaned into him. I think especially scout is the way that it feels. But when I tune into your mother's energy, I feel distance. So it sounds like maybe or it feels like, and obviously this is like your private family history. I also have some, some fucked up family history that I don't talk about publicly because it affects other living people who deserve privacy, including minors. But I do feel like it feels like there's a betrayal from mom. Like it feels like there's like a, like a, a wound. And I think for Scout being forgiving comes a little bit more easily because she's just in touch with her emotions so she can move through them faster. But Maddie has not had room or permission to feel feelings. And when she does, they've been criticized or they've been um, demonized. And that was a word you used. You said, there's like a demon inside of me. And your, your guides were like, it's not, you're, there's nothing inside of you, but pain. Like, it's just your pain. And, and when people get close to your pain, you will do anything you can to make them stop. You'll be like, you'll, you'll go on the attack or you'll just be, or you'll, or you'll, you know, become apathetic and disinterested. Like you said, I don't care. Like my parents try to tell me things that I don't care. You care a lot, but you feel like you're getting thrown back into youth, into childhood, into the pain, to the trauma. And so as soon as they come up to you, like in an emotional space, you're like, no, no, I don't like being in an emotional space with you. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. I don't feel good. I never have room. I'm always trying to hold something for someone else. I'm trying to hold it all in because I'm supposed to be happy and I'm supposed to be easy and I'm supposed to be these things. And I don't get to, to have my feelings. And so there's a lot of resentment, like a lot of resentment. And this is a very interesting season of life for both of you because you're okay. So let me come to your numerology for a second. Cause this is kind of important. So you have what's called your life path number, which kind of determines a lot about like your life path, pretty self-explanatory. And then we have personal years. So we move in nine year cycles. So we, you know, we're born in a certain year. I was born in a year nine actually. So when I was one, I was in a year one and you start over every nine years. So, and interestingly, my mom, my husband, and myself are all your nines. Weird. Anyway, you scout are a life path 11, which is actually pretty uncommon because you're, they're usually one through nine as well. But when you get a two, it's hard to explain, but basically you're an 11. Don't worry about it. So in, with 11, you are known as the inspired healer. And you're really here to share your gifts through a creative work that is of your choosing. Like you get to decide how you want to share your gifts but you're here to heal. You're here to inspire. You're here to um, trust your inner wisdom. And you do need to protect yourself emotionally because you can take a lot on, um, especially as, as someone who does have you know, a history of mental health issues. Um, I don't want to call it an issue of a mental health condition that you live with, that you honor and that you work really well with, but you are susceptible. Like your, your emotionality is soft. And so like you can pick up things kind of easily. Whereas Maddie, you're a life path three, which is known as like the creative communicator. And um, I think that's like totally who you are. Like I could definitely see you being a stand-up comedian if it actually paid more. Um, <laughs> or if you could get to that level where you were like getting that Netflix special, you know what I'm saying? But you are here as a communicator. You are here to bring people together, to ask good questions, to dive deep into conversations, but you like to do it from here. And I do think eventually you'll get to do it from your heart space rather than like the mind. And I think you try. I think you, I think I really believe about you, Maddie, that you put as much emotion into things as you possibly can. Like, I really believe that you are doing your absolute best. And until we heal some of these things that are underlying, this is the best that you're going to be able to do. And I think it's, it's painful for you when people say that they want more, that, you know, they're, they want to see more from you or they want more, which is why it's hard for you when, when Scout reaches out and you're like, I can't do this for you because you're like, I'm literally doing the best I can, but I'm crawling in my skin and it's excruciating to try and do this with you. So that is going to resolve for you if you dive into it and do that work. Again, a life path three person is extremely loyal. They're the life of the party, which is very much you, but you do tend to turn blame onto yourself. So when I was talking about your emotions, they go in and down. Like you are the first to criticize yourself and just, you like eat it up and you just, you never digest it. It just sits there. You're like, okay, I'm a piece of shit. 
Like I'm too loud. Like you just eat it and it sits in like in your gut. And because it's just compiling there, basically we need to, you need to take a good spiritual shit, right? A good emotional shit, get it out, get that, get that to pass. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we need to move that for you. So understanding that you both are here to creatively inspire and communicate what you're doing is very, very in line. And when I tune into your career path, because I know those are very important to you guys, you are going to be in constant evolution, like get used to the idea that you're going to be always creating, making, doing. And it's hard because when as an entrepreneur and as someone who is so energetically drawn to and tied to abundance and like connected to the energy of abundance, it can be hard to move from one thing to another because it's like, well, I didn't see this through to like the level of success that I want, or like, I didn't get this to like, whatever. There's a lot of like uh, self-judgment around your um, level of success. And I think you both embody that to different degrees in different ways and for different reasons, but there's definitely a, um, a message that spirit wants you to understand, which is that you're like wealth and abundance and you're an abundance in all forms, right? Like fulfillment, satisfaction, creativity, financial abundance, uh, appreciation, validation, recognition, like all the things that we, we seek as humans they're going to come not from like one specific thing, but rather like the portfolio of your creative life, like the different things that you create. And so it doesn't mean that not one of those things will be successful. They'll all be successful, but like your, your greatest success and your greatest fulfillment for both of you comes from being willing to constantly create and evolve. And so holding each other accountable around that is going to be great. And there's ways and places that you're going to overlap and you're already seeing this in your life. And there's ways and places that you're going to diverge and, and just support each other from afar. And you're not going to understand always what the other person's doing. Like you'll, you won't necessarily get why they want to pursue that. That doesn't matter as long as you stay committed to and connected to and focused on the things that you share together. You don't really have, it's like you're not in your business what the other person's doing. Like, just let them fucking do it. Like, don't try to control it. Don't try to tell the other person what they need to do or how they need to do it or whatever. And that goes both ways. Cause I think Maddie, you don't consider yourself wise, but you do have opinions. And so I think it's going to be important for you guys because Maddie, you're opinionated and scout you're, you know, the older sister who like knows all that. And these are stories, right? Uh, that you're going to need to just be supportive. You're going to see each other doing things and going, you know what, that's your business. That's your life. If you feel like you need to pursue that, I support it. And as long as you're still showing up for what we're doing, as long as you're still committed and focused and energetically pouring into our projects, I don't care what you do on your own time. All I want is for you to be happy, fulfilled and successful. And that's something that you guys are going to have to really master. You're very connected. And so it's easy to be opinionated about what the other person is doing, but it's going to be most important for your relationship to just be supportive and you can ask questions and you, but it has to come from a place of neutrality. Like it has to come from a place of just genuinely wanting to understand and being supportive. And even if this message isn't like, like hitting home as strongly in this moment, this is something that spirit's asking you to pay attention to for the rest of your lives. Okay. So just be really nice to each other and be really like kind and caring. Okay. It feels like such validation that me and Mads, I feel like OKSIS is something that will always kind of anchor us together, even like when we don't feel connected or even when our focus isn't 100% in OKSIS, we're doing our business stuff. Like it's just validation that we're supposed to do something together in our career in this lifetime, which is very much obviously what OKSIS is. And we are both very much needing to have our hands in a lot of different creative pots. Like Mads and I are not someone who has like one business and one career. That's just not who we are. So, but you also can't put so much pressure on your projects because your abundance comes from all of them together. So like acknowledge yourself as, as someone who is painting five paintings at once. And it's not like one of them has to be amazing and the rest of them can be whatever. Like you want them all to be the best that they can be. So giving them each their own attention and giving them each room to be what they will be. They're none of, they're not going to be the same. Even if you tried to paint the same thing five times, 
you, you'll never make identical strokes, right? Like you have to let each one be what it's going to be. And you can't put pressure on one of them to be like the one you sell for a million dollars or whatever, because even if it's meant to be that, if it is meant to be that, it will be that. It, you you guys are very powerful in your creative energy and your manifesting energy. Like, like if it's gonna be that, it's gonna be that, but you don't have to like push it or force it. And I think you guys both kind of have that habit. So like oh, a little yeah. less pushing, a little more openness. And that's just like a, that's just a, an energetic law, bro. Like fucking like, yeah. don't, if you chase things, it means that you see it as, as in front of you, it's not with you. And if you like allow yourself to be in receptivity, you're giving it room to come to you. And as yeah. a, a dual fire sign and a life path nine and an entrepreneur, trust me when I say like, I've been chasing shit so hard and catching it, but like at what cost, right? Like how hard did I have to run? Like how out of breath am I? Like, what have I done to my body, my mind, my spirit, my, my, you know, my relationships in order to like, you know, chase that so intensely when I could have just sat back and let it be like, let it be what it was going to be and trust that I am powerful and the universe has a, an agenda for me. So mastering that I think is going to be really useful for you guys, but yes. And I don't know if you remember this, but I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, something, I sent you guys a DM after we'd been in a program together. And I was like, hey, you guys are going to start a podcast network. So like, oh my God, that was you. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So wait, wait, wait. yeah. Recap what you had said, because literally when you DM'd that to us, I had a full breakdown because it was just like she fucking facetimed me right as i was about to go to bed and i was like because i'm tired i don't need investors (laughs) i've yeah so that that was the issue like when yeah and maybe maybe you can just talk a little bit about what it was because it it might have evolved and maybe it will be something we do later on but it's still in my eyes i actually come back to that a lot because so right now you know i i have another business i'm i'm a tech entrepreneur and so much of what I've done in my career has been lifting other women up, whether that's through the podcast and interviewing them, whether that's through connecting with other female founders who are who are young in their career and, and like me. And I've been keep coming back to this idea that like later on, I'm gonna be like the facilitator of women. But I don't know what that is. Is that a podcast network or is that, am I an investor that only invests in female startups? Like I just have this weird intuition that later on in life, when I have like a certain level of, of wealth maybe that I'm able to then distribute it amongst women and empower them. But I don't know what form that will take. So when you DM'd that, I was like, that that feels so right. I don't know if it's specifically the podcast network, but it is something about uplifting. Well, you and you and your boyfriend had been talking about that. He had just like presented that idea to you. That was your response to me. You were like, it's so weird. My boyfriend just told me that we should do yes. this. And I, I even said like, one of you is going to be way more into the idea, but like, I definitely see you guys doing this at some point. And to this day, I still see that. Here's why I wasn't into the idea. I'll be like very brutally honest. I don't know if me and Mads can go into all encompassing day-to-day business together. Like I literally think it, it will either explode us or it'll make us really look at our own shit and become stronger. But the, the thought one, I have, I don't have relationship issues, like trust issues. I have business trust issues. So being a partner to that extent in that type of business, like the podcast is a different story. It's a different type of business, but going into that kind of business with Mads, like I'd, Where it's like legit. I'd fucking lose my mind and I would, I would murder her. Like I would just, yeah. just fire over her every day. I know that. I totally know that. And so, well, that's your truth today, right? But who will you become? And I think as Maddie masters her emotionality and as she like becomes her fullest self i do believe that that is something that you guys will be able that scout you'll feel safer in that and maddie you'll feel like you have her like support but the things that you do together are going to be very much about like shining a light like highlighting creating lifting up like creating space lifting up and putting a spotlight on women i mean that's like just you know basically what you were saying maddie like that's really one of the things you're going to be doing and you know, in our lifetimes, we've seen media shift significantly. Podcasts weren't a thing, right? Like TikTok wasn't like none of these things were a thing until like just, you know, in the last several years to the extent that they are now. So to assume that we can totally, you know, predict funny word for me, exactly what that will take shape as, you know, 10 years from now, which is kind of where I see that maybe a little bit less, like eight years feels good to me. You'll be different people. You'll be in a different place. You'll have different resources to put into it. 
but keeping the, keeping the vision in mind of like what that can be. The other thing is like ownership. Ownership is a big thing for you guys, like owning your content, like, and giving women ownership of their content. Like there's something around that, that I think will clarify itself for you guys. But I can honestly say in my years and years and years and years and years of doing this, even just as being an intuitive person in general, I have never ever reached out to someone and been like, I had this vision. I'm like, I don't know, do with it what you want. And I avoid it. I was like, I don't even fucking know these people. Like, I'm not going to tell them, like, I think they're going to start a podcast and it work. Like, no, thanks. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not the type of person that like approaches you in the grocery store when you're buying broccoli. And I'm like, your great aunt Bertha's upon us. <laughs> like, I, it's not me. It's like that TikTok sound. It's like, not for me, never been for me, not my, you yeah. know, it's just not for me. And so, and, but it was constant. Like, it was like spirit just kept telling me, like, tell them, tell them, tell them. So I was like, okay and i was like hi you probably don't know me we're just this program together and like uh, you know i like told you and maddie was the one that responded she sent me voice notes and i had typed everything out so it was funny to get like a voice note back and she was like oh my god like you can't believe i was literally listening to them this morning because i was like how funny like I, you know what, we should find a way to like record it and like insert it or something. Cause it's, oh, should, yeah. it's, yeah, just in our, it's like in our DMS between my business and okay, sis, but it's so stinking cute and it's really fun. And hopefully we'll, you know, look back at it eight to 10 years from now and be like, that's what it was, but definitely there's something that's going to take shape. And the truth is like, if you don't feel comfortable doing that today, scout, like good. Cause it, I don't think it's supposed to happen today, but I do think when it is supposed to happen, you're going to feel safer entering into that. And I think I can actually really relate to this because I have a business partner who's not my sister. I don't really have a sister. It's kind of complicated, but this person is one of my best friends ever. And I have like given her my whole heart, my whole everything. And I've never really felt like she loves me as much as I love her or like she can like meet me in like the intensity of my love for her. And we talked about this recently where I was scout and she was Maddie and she was like, I'm literally giving you the most that I can. Like, I'm not saying I won't give you more. I just don't know how. And I was like, I just feel like I love you. And you love me. And like, there is a, there is like this feeling of like a lack of safety when you feel like you're giving someone like your whole heart, your whole essence, your whole being, and you're not necessarily getting that back for whatever reason. And Maddie has her reasons like, and those are valid and those are real. And that's like her, that's that's real for you, Maddie. And like, I fucking honor that. And I think you and everyone around you wants you to address that so they can be closer to you. Cause that's all anyone wants is to be closer to you. And I think you also want to experience more closeness to the people in your life. But I think scout that you'll feel safer embarking on that endeavor when you feel there's more reciprocity and like balance in the exchange of emotional energy because you do operate off your emotion like that's just you that's how you are like you're like this feels right or this doesn't feel right and i think maddie doesn't necessarily always do that she's kind of like this seems or this feels like that she like she's more in her head right so we got like a head and a heart vibe which is great because you guys really balance each other but really quickly i want to get into your personal years because i think this is important did you want to say something no no okay okay have you guys ever seen the movie Corky Romano? And he's like, question, question. He's on like a bunch of Coke. I always feel like that when I'm like, question. Um, it's really funny. It's a, it hasn't aged well. It's like one of those like 2000s movies that we should have like left in the day. Oh, I love movies that haven't aged well. It's such a shit show to watch. I love it. Yeah. So Corky Romano for anyone out there okay. who wants to watch a, a bad movie that is funny. So tuning into your personal years, Maddie, you are in a personal year four and Scout, you are in a personal year six. And if this isn't so perfect, I don't know what is, because essentially in a personal year four, so Maddie, you are all about like 401k, like setting up investments, like you're creating a foundation, you're creating a stability, you're creating like, you're creating your platform. So like we built the house that, that we live in and I watched them like lay the concrete foundation. I watched them like lay the rebar, like that's what you're doing this year. Whereas Scout is inside the house already. It hasn't even been built and she's decorating. She's like, let's put this here and let's do this. And like, let's bring life, let's bring energy, let's bring emotion. Like, let's bring some pizzazz to this because she's in year six and year six is all about relationships. It's all about emotionality. It's all about connectivity of the heart. And when we do that, we reestablish boundaries. We figure things out. We like establish what does and doesn't work for us. And this is gonna be a big year of changing patterns and changing habits and changing boundaries and agreements for scout 
and she's going to need you, Maddie. So I would love if you could work on finding it in yourself to hold space for that because she really like loves you and values just your love and your presence. Like she just, I, I would honestly say that I think Scout feels her, some, sometimes her most comfortable, like her, like just most at ease when she's with you. And I don't know if you know that, but I do think that's true. And so holding some space for her to do that this year, is going to be good, but just remember <laughs> you're looking at it from two different directions. One of you is trying to like establish a foundation and one of you is trying to like decorate the walls, you know? So be patient with each other, be understanding of each other, be supportive of each other in understanding where that person is at. Like, okay, maybe that's not the focus that I have right now, but I love that you're focusing on that for you or you're focusing on that for us. Like you're picking up the slack for us in this way. And that's amazing. And I'm over here doing this. And even though you might think this isn't as important, this is what I'm being called to do. So just like trust that my intuition also knows that this is important. Like you may not view what the other person is doing as like priority, but it's priority to that person. And so you have to like honor and respect that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that, that totally tracks. And I, I really like just the, again, awareness, I keep saying this word, but just even the awareness of knowing we're in different spots in life, which we definitely knew, but I think we get lost in being like, well, you're not on my level. You're, you're not where I am at right now. So it's hard to either relate to you or show up for you because it's just such a different phase than I'm in. That's not like an excuse. It's just, it's nice to know that that is a big player in this and that it's at, it can really have dramatic impact on the way you communicate, the way you relate, the way you show up, the way you support one another. Cause I definitely view that where I just feel very in a different, different world <laughs> almost sometimes. Which is hard because as much as you feel like you can't understand the other person entirely or like meet them where they are, you also feel like for both of you, you're not being met where you are. Like, it's not just about like focusing on where you're not able to give, like you're really feeling where you're not able to receive because the person's not able to give. So for you guys, it's going, I think <laughs> I'm literally listening to words they're saying. Um, so they're saying you have to become like completely comfortable with the idea that you're never gonna be on the same page. You'll be in the same book, maybe even in the same chapter but not on the same page. And so if you guys can release that expectation that that's gonna happen or supposed to happen, or that's how, you know, it, the only way it, it can happen, if you can release that expectation, that is going to set you both so free to really love and support one another where that person is, because it takes away the idea that like, they have to get to where you are or that they, you know, um, that you're ahead of them or that you're behind them or whatever. It takes away the hierarchy. like. You're, you're both right where you belong. No one is higher, lower, better, further, whatever. That None of that is real and none of that is true. But it's going to be important to recognize like that is an unrealistic expectation of two individual people. Like you're never going to be on the same page. And I think that's something you guys might have to like really sit with, like really acknowledge and almost like grieve the idea that you're going to finally one day just like yes that's i'm that's exactly what i'm thinking like yes there'll be times where you know like sparks fly and they ignite and there's a big like kismet moment but a lot of the time you're gonna have different focuses and the truth is that is so helpful like if you guys were both laser focused on the same thing then really only one thing is getting done so if you can hold appreciation and gratitude for like the differences that's going to really change that for you guys so shifting expectations doing your own personal healing work and allowing yourself to embrace the idea that being on the same page as much as it might sound great isn't necessarily in the highest good and you guys were designed to be different for a reason so allowing that to be what it is is going to be really important for you guys wow. this was so illuminating and i think it's throwing me into like a oh shit I have still a lot of work to do, but it's also this like hopefulness. I think I've been really hopeless almost because I did feel like I'm giving everything. Like why aren't I hitting what I perceive as a potential, I guess. And so to know that there, you know, it's up to me to heal certain parts of that, to show up 
not only in my career more, but also in, in relationships. Yeah. Honestly, for me personally, as someone who's very similar to you for, for years, people were telling me like, you're not vulnerable. And I was like, what do you mean? I will tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. Like I will right. tell you anything you want to know. And they were like, yeah, I just like, don't feel like you're being very vulnerable. And I was like, what the literal fuck, bro? Like, obviously I don't understand what that word means. Like I literally guess I don't fucking know what that word means. And personally therapy consistently every week and mushrooms really did the trick if i'm being honest that's the formula therapy plus mushrooms equals fucking feeling better yeah. <laughs> equals moving through it you're not the first person to recommend mushrooms to mads on the podcast live you guys i would die to do mushrooms with you guys like I, do my, one of my favorite things ever is to do mushrooms and like bring my friends to my house and like we have a hot tub that we built in the middle of the house just for like this type of journey and experience and so i'll like bring people over and people come over with the intention of just like doing mushrooms and like talking about their feelings with me and like it's my favorite thing ever my husband's always just like like you know like watching the conversation and people come here and they like cry we have like two guest rooms and people like sleep over it's one of my favorite things ever is like doing mushrooms with people and just being like, yes, daddy pain. Like, wow. You know, like just going into it. I, it's my favorite thing in the world. Wow. You can be our guide. Yes, we'll do it. Okay. This was amazing. You are such a gem and such a special person. I, I feel like we, this it's is kismet a, that you even entered into our life at this exact moment. Like this feels like something yeah. we definitely needed regardless of the podcast, regardless of any of this bullshit, like just to have this as like a special moment and session, yeah. I think has been so great. Yeah. I was just reflecting like how long it took us to get here from the group to the DM to you working yeah. with me to this, like it's just such a testament that, Things, we were supposed to yeah and things things happen in the timing that they're supposed to happen and so we are going to be recapping our thoughts together alone for our patreon after this we're going to record it right now and just we'll send you that recording just to process because i think me and mads need to process a lot together i think you've opened up the door for us to say things to each other that we maybe have been afraid to say to one another which is just more evidence that when you push through that discomfort and do the work, incredible intimacy and connection and love unfolds. Mm. So we have a lot to talk about, but sisters, clearly Zoe is a facilitator for transformative moments and vulnerable and intimate moments like this. So Zoe, can you please share if anybody wants to do a reading with you? We obviously fucking highly recommend if, I mean, if you've listened to this, I don't think I need to push it any further. It's pretty self-evident in this whole conversation. Can you tell everyone how they can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one with you? Before I do that, I just want to say thank you to you guys, because obviously thank you for having me. But more than that, thank you for allowing me into your emotional space. Thank you for allowing me to like see you, to communicate with you honestly. I didn't have to hold anything back. Not that I usually do, but... I feel that you were both so open and so receptive. And the fact that I was able to get into like deep spaces of your energy, Maddie, I think that just shows that you do have that ability and you do have that capacity. And I really believe, like I believe in the deepest part of me that like healing is just more than possible. It's like inevitable and it feels close and it feels like this is a great season of your life to begin that journey and do it on your own, your own pace and your own time, like, you know, whatever. But I really just want to thank you both because you both showed up so beautifully and honestly and vulnerably. And I think that's the beauty of your work and what you do for people and like the space that you create that invites others to do that same thing. And I just can't wait to see the shape that it takes over the next five, 10, 20 years for both of you. So thank you so much. And then also, if you want to fucking talk to me, you can talk to me via my website, merhipsy.com. Right now, my one-on-one -on -one bookings are closed. However, I am going to be opening up select spots over the next couple of months. So um, you can join a wait list on my website. I do do readings via email, which you might think like, ah, how is that possible? But those are some of the most like powerful things ever because as a, I'm a writer. And so as a channel, I'm just like putting it all down and it's, it's honestly just as good. So that's a, that's an available option. Connect with me on Instagram at the underscore Merhipsy. On TikTok at the underscore Merhipsy. My following is 
embarrassing. So come over and join the club and help me out. I do do cool stuff kind of sometimes. And I would appreciate if you just had pity on me, if I'm being honest. But of course, you can also find me on the Mystic Rebel podcast. I host a podcast where I share real life client sessions anonymously, of course, for people's privacy and comfort. So much like this, I hold a session and you get to hear all about it. And the medicine is usually for the masses. So there's medicine in each episode for you, I guarantee. And I also interview really cool practitioners and do solo episodes. So Mr. Gravel Podcast, merhipsy.com, the underscore merhipsy on all socials. Beautiful. We'll put all of this in the show notes. Thank you so much, Zoe. You are a light, a gift, a gem, all of the things. And we can't wait to introduce you to our audience, to the sisterhood. We love you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your processing. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I thought we were honest with each other, but there's a lot. I also thought we were honest, like with ourselves on the internet. There's a lot there's more. A lot we more. Can go. There's a lot we, more. There's a lot deeper we can go, ladies. So obviously, you guys just finished listening to that session with us and Zoe, and I am feeling emotional. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling poignant, and I feel as if it's such an honor and amazing that you and I are committed to doing the work together. Mm -hmm. So we just did a little recap over on Patreon. It's about, I don't know, what was it? 20 minutes, 30 minute recap. Yeah. A little quickie, a little quickie, a little quickie about honestly what we thought about what she said and what we think about our relationship, What what we're, what we were like surprised by, what really resonated with us, maybe some tangible things that the sisterhood could also take from Mm -hmm. this, this whole experience. It was also, I think it was probably our most, uncurated, unfiltered recording that we've done. Like there were moments where I really truly forgot that we were recording a podcast episode because we were just in a very self-healing mode and honest together. So you can listen to that at patreon.com slash podcast or in the link in the show notes. We love you sisters so much and we we will catch you next episode. We love you. We love you. We love you. How long is this going to go on for? (laughs) Are you done? You're done? Okay, she's done. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 